0: Good morning, or afternoon, or midnight, if you're a, one of those people who can't sleep called, not um, an <laughs> <laughs> what's it called if you can't uh, sleep, uh, insomniac, got it, That's right. yeah. <laughs> I am the trivia master, <laughs> welcome to Revival, I'm Dave Butler, I'm Stephen Tager, welcome, if it's your very first time, if you're a longtime traveler with us. Welcome again. Uh, P.S. We drop these every Tuesday, just so you know, because it's the day of double blessings. So if we ever start like that, now you're in on the in crowd on why we will say something like that. If you've been with us for the last couple weeks, we've kind of taken some gospel questions. And this week, we went back to the conference talks, we just missed them. They're like old friends. <laughs> and we felt like they were answering some of the same questions that we were getting anyways. And so it was just like, oh, let's just go back to these guys that we missed. And so... Dave, tell them the real reason why we're going back on this conference talk today. Oh, because Emily's... Y'all, this is Emily Bell Freeman's <laughs> talk. And she called me and said, you better go back to the conference talk. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> not kidding. true. We just
0: made that up. <laughs> I called her last night. I told her I was going to say that, by the way. <laughs> she was like, you can't. But... We'll just find out if she's actually listening. <laughs> Today's talk that we are going to you know, take some thoughts from and and look at is uh, Sister Freeman's talk from conference. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny to say. I don't know what to – I don't think I've ever called her Emily Bell Freeman before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny. Sister <laughs> President Emily Bell Freeman. Yeah, yeah. It's called Walking in Covenant Relationship with Christ. It's a good one. Dave, I love to walk. I love to go on oh walks. Oh, my gosh. I
0: know you do. I saw your Instagram <laughs> stories the other day where you <laughs> – Or filming yourself walking through the woods like you were in Scotland or something. I don't know. Do you like to walk? I went on a walk this morning, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How was it? I like it. I like walking.
1: Yeah, it like deeply clears my mind and it's just so refreshing. Do you like walking by yourself? I do like to walk by myself, you know. I also like to go with, you know, family members too. But sometimes it's good just to be by yourself, to clear your mind, get revelation that way.
0: You guys, if you are just listening to this, let me just paint a picture for you right now that Stefan is wearing a tweed jacket. He is dressed as C.S. Lewis on Halloween. (laughs) He's doing so the fact that he's talking about walking in the woods, it's like I I just can't even paint for you how perfect this is right now. There
1: comes a, a time in every uh, professor's life where he has to buy tweed. <laughs> and that was last week for me. This is the first time I wore Welcome. tweed teaching today.
0: Welcome. It's Tweed <laughs> Tuesday. Thank uh, you. Thank you. It. I want you to move to Oxford right now.
1: So <laughs> good. All right, back to walking. <laughs> yes. And I actually think walking is sacred. And revelatory, There are there's powerful imagery about walking with the Savior, and that's where Sister Freeman starts off.
0: Can I ask you this question? Yeah. Someone taught me once upon a time that in Genesis, they talk about walking with the Lord, and that's sort of like a Hebrew... Oh, I don't know. Um, imagery. Yeah, like, I don't know. It didn't literally mean that they went on walks together, but there is just like this Hebrew phrase that's translated as walking with the Lord, I'm having this memory of learning that. And it really actually means it's more of a relationship word than it actually is a go on a walk. Huh. Word. So when you said walking is sacred, I started to roll my eyes and then I remembered that. And I was like, actually, I think you're right. (laughs) So Sister Freeman talks about being in
1: Israel on a trip and she has a tour guide and uh, she's injured at this point. And Dave, you might know the story better. I pushed her. (laughs) <laughs> Did you really? No. What? <laughs> I think meant to help her along. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> That's awful. And then, um, and she tripped over this boy selling bracelets. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, In yeah. Israel?
1: Yeah. Wow. It's kind
0: of like they were, you know, they kind of sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. She yeah. Got, and she got tangled up and tripped on a rock and Wow. Yeah. Broke wow. her ankle while she was there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it's so, like the, day one of the tour. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. And so she wants to go on this walk. It's near Capernaum, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And they call it the Jesus Trail. She says, I navigated the steep path and the boulders for a time on my own. So she starts to walk it. She's injured. Then, moved by the sincerity of my commitment, Maya pulled out a thin rope, tied it to the handlebars of my scooter, and began to pull. She pulled me up the hills, through lemon orchards, and along the banks of the Sea of Galilee. At Journey's end, I expressed gratitude for my sweet guide who had helped me accomplish something I could have never accomplished on my own. She's setting us up to start to see some of the beautiful symbolism of walking with God, mm. referring to Enoch, who the Lord commanded, walk with me. She says, no matter the heaviness of our story or the current course of our path, he will invite us to walk with him, right? Yeah. It's It's beautiful imagery, the idea that the Savior would walk with us. And when you walk with someone, you talk with them, you can learn from them. You spend time with them. Mm. Uh, sometimes walks are difficult, challenging, and the imagery is that we'll actually go through life with him right there by our side.
0: Yeah. Well, and I can't remember if we talked about this on here before in a past episode, just that essay, did you point out to me? I read one time called the, how fast do people walk? Five mile an hour. God, I think is what it's called. It's something like that. It's this uh, Japanese writer, and they talk about this imagery of walking and that—that's the pace that God walks. He doesn't ever say, "Come run with me." Mm. That it's just always a walk. That there's something about that slow pace that He takes, and there's something about that pace that I think—I don't know—I think it implies relationship. You can have conversation, right. you can think, you can go back and forth when you're at a when you're at a walking pace. And so, this talk also intrigued me the number of times the word "with" was in here, and it, it made me want to go to the scriptures and say, mm. "How many times is that word?" with in there how often does god talk about us and use that word with or together or some other word that conveys that because whether my hebrew like knowledge from the beginning is right <laughs> or not the key is and she says somewhere in here that it, that's it's a relationship word right and it seems to be the focus of, let's, let's talk about let's talk more about living life in relationship with god right i mean
1: in fact that's this next quote she says we call this walking the covenant path a path that begins with the covenant of baptism and leads to deeper covenants we make in the temple perhaps you hear those words and think of check boxes maybe all you see is a path of requirements a closer look reveals something more compelling a covenant is not only a contract although that is important it's about relationship. Mm. President Russell M. Nelson taught the covenant
0: path is all about our relationship with God. When she found that quote from President Nelson for this talk, I was like, oh, wait, I don't ever remember him saying that because sometimes I feel like that's like a catchphrase in the church right now the covenant path, the covenant path, the covenant path. And it does give me the vibe of requirements that, you know, make sure you step or sort a of ladder or something like that. Like it just gives that. At least when I hear it spoken and maybe I'm just biased or something like that. But I don't love the phrase, the covenant path, because it gives that vibe. Hmm. So I really loved this teaching from President Nelson where he's like, let me just be really clear about what I mean when I say it. That the covenant path is all about our relationship with God. I think we even forget, even though as an eight-year-old, the bishop's like, what is a covenant? And you're just like, it's a two-way promise, you know, (laughs) Um, which is another way of saying relationship, but I don't know, maybe it should be upgraded from two-way promise yeah. to, to relationship. Maybe all eight-year-olds should say uh, it's a relationship because that that's what that word means. I think there's something in our minds that when we hear covenant, we think of the ordinances that you're supposed to get or those check boxes. And so in our family, P.S., when we talk about the covenant path, we actually call it the Jesus path mm. because... What it means to me is, if you're on the covenant path, that means you've chosen to do life with him, right. That's what it means in a modern culture, we
1: we don't have a lot of really powerful models for this kind of talk. In fact, in a lot of ways, at least at least in my opinion, we're sort of becoming more and more distant from each other as a society. Mm-hmm. And so covenant relationships sounds kind of intense. And it is. It's a deep, profound kind of relationship with yeah. God. And if you think about some of the things you covenant, this is like, it's a higher level kind of relationship and closeness to another being. I mean, you say, I will always remember him, mm. right, at the sacrament. Or we covenant to take upon us their name. Mm. Like, I'm going to take upon myself the identity of Jesus. I'm going to obey their commandments. Kind of an individualistic society That kind of talk of closeness and connection, sort of some people might get worried about it. But in reality, that kind of connection with God is the thing that will bring out our own gifts and personality, and that's wonderful and beautiful. But ultimately, that's not what's most important. What's most important to us as humans is we are relational beings. We want to feel deeply close to others and ultimately, and most importantly, to God.
0: Yeah. If you were to say there's some who would focus and emphasize a lot on just conversion versus like a, a covenant, like you talk about restored Christianity yeah. in a way that I think everybody wants to be a part of it. FYI, I think that's one of oh, your really Yeah, no, it's really true. It's really true. <laughs> so this idea of covenant relationship is all over the Bible. Right. It's not like, like foreign to... <laughs> right. And it's not like a latter day revelation yeah. either. It for sure is a restored emphasis. Is that 100%. a good way to say that? Hundred percent. I mean, the authority was obviously restored, but just like the emphasis of it. Did people talk about covenant relationship prior to the prior to the restoration? Where is that gone? What happened?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, you see it in some uh, traditional Christian circles that kind of language, and it's used very. I feel bu- like I hear it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's used very beautifully. It's obviously emphasized a lot in our tradition, right? Right. And I think one of the worries that a lot of people have is it sounds legalistic, mm. but there is something deeply beautiful about saying there's a covenant that moves beyond how I might happen to feel on any given day. Yeah, And Mm. humans actually kind of need something official, a cutoff date. Before this, I wasn't a member, and now I perform this ritual, and I've become something new. That works upon our hearts. Mm. And also, the belief and the idea is, is that a covenant and a ritual invites sort of a channel open up to heaven that invites the power of God into our lives.
0: And so in our modern world— Like a use of agency. Right, a use say, of agency yeah. and to invite like that my power. my way right. to say, God's willing, wanting right, right, to be involved, but it's my way of saying officially, open the door right. to it. And what official
1: kinds of ordinances and covenants do is they make our life more meaningful. They give it a background rather than just, oh, I, I feel like doing this today. They're a way of saying, this is who I'm going to decide to be in the world. And I think in a lot of modern culture, we've lost that. You still see it in some cultures. In fact, she talks about going to Israel and visiting the Western Wall, Mm -hmm. which is an incredible experience. It's so, so wonderful. And she says, when I returned home from Israel, I listened more closely to the conversations around me regarding covenants. I noticed people asking, why should I walk a covenant path? do I need to enter a house for making covenants? Why do I wear the holy garment? Should I invest in a covenant relationship with the Lord? I thought this was the best part of her talk. She says, the answer to these good and important questions is simple. It depends on what degree of relationship you want to experience with Jesus
0: Christ. Hmm. And I think that's the beauty of covenant relationship. We've talked about this before, and it's all throughout scripture, particularly Old Testament. Well, all scripture, just the comparison of God's covenant relationship with the house of Israel, he compares to a marriage. You're the bride, I'm the bridegroom. And, and there's something about, there's a line in here where she talks about, you can just be acquainted with someone or you can live in deep committed relationship with someone. And there's something different about it. And you can choose what degree, I actually like this uses the word degree because we use that word in association with the degrees of glory, hmm. I don't know if she's meaning to make a connection, but I do sometimes in my mind to say, perhaps, you know degree of glory is another way of saying degree of
1: relationship,
0: relationship yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And there's something that an acquaintance, they can have an impact on you. They can influence you, but not the same way a person that you're covenantly committed to hmm. can. There's just something about that level of devotion. And promise that I think just has an impact on who we
1: become. It's hard to get at the language here when someone says something like, "Do I need to enter a house for making covenants?" That really reflects this sort of modern idea. I don't know. In my mission, I heard this all the time. You don't need to go to a building to worship God, right? And of, I mean, Alma thirty, what, three teaches that kind of thing. But on another level, yeah, and level,
0: the sacred grove, right? Right, right like we have of a, course. We have a, church
1: based off <laughs> so, a boy meeting God in the woods. Right, you know? absolutely. So, and so yeah. There's a deep truth to that, but there's also a truth that humans need sacred spaces hmm. and sacred promises. What do you mean by need? For life to be meaningful, there has to be things outside of my willingness to be meaningful. Something has to come into my life and say, this is meaningful whether you think it or not. Huh. Something Be- higher than me. Right. Because that's if right. I just decide what's meaningful, and I've said this before, I can decide at any given moment right. that it's not right. meaningful. Right. Okay. And yeah. so when the Lord says, I have a sacred home and I have sacred covenants, that's the kind of thing that starts to say, oh, what matters in life? What is meaningful? Mm. And so people say, oh, I, I get a sense of freedom from not having to have covenants or not having to enter the temple. And that's true at first, but at the cost of that, will come meaning, and, and ultimately, from our worldview,
0: a sense of closeness and connection and the capacity to live eternally with God forever. Yeah, I mean, she has that in the beginning, the paragraph you read about Maya, who took us through parts of the Jesus trail and tied that rope. I don't know if Emily uses the word or not, but that word tethered yeah, is she does, one. Yeah. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. It's one I'm really drawn to. And that's interesting for a soul like mine, because I have a free spirit. But I feel a sense of security and I feel a sense of grounded and settled in a covenant relationship. It like puts my feet on the ground and my heart feels secure and inside a covenant relationship. So the words like tethered and tied and feel like words that I would normally buck against. <laughs> But maybe it's because I just had my 43rd birthday (laughs) and I am getting more mature and I'm hanging out with people with tweed jackets. (laughs) But I do feel like a sense of just like, and then interestingly, it feels more, I feel more free because I have no fear in the freedom. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel to safely explore dreams and purposes and, and ambitions, but know that my feet are on solid ground and that I'm next to someone who's not only capable, but also caring at the same time. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's like a deep
0: uh, liberty that comes from security. I said this to Grace this morning. We were talking and I just said, I love all the faiths of the whole world. And I think we have so much to learn from each other. I have a deep sense of gratitude recently for the rich theology of restored Christianity. It sounds like something that would come out of your mouth, but I really (laughs) just feel like there is a a deep beauty to it that I hope we're able to articulate in a really compelling way to people because I do feel that I feel like thrilled and secure at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. It's just...
1: I love that. I mean, some, some people may wonder, like, I love covenants, but sometimes I feel like it's just overwhelming. It's hard to know, am I keeping my covenants? Am I living correctly? Sister Freeman says, begin where you are. Don't let your condition hinder you. Yeah. Remember, pace or placement on the path are not as important as progress. Yeah. So yeah, we're walking the covenant path, but right now we're in the kingdom. We're a members of the kingdom of God. And we are redeemed in the Savior. And now we walk on that path to become more and more like him. And we're diligent, but direction's more important. You will never achieve, always remember him in this life. Yeah. Right? In fact, President Irene once wrote that that phrase is a spur, that kind of, um, I'm paraphrasing the idea that kind of inspires us to keep trying harder, keep the commandments of this life. Yeah. Right? But we strive, we walk that path, and, and we just stay diligent
0: as we try to achieve those things. You said with so many times, and I know I said this at the beginning and just keep coming back to it, just that if I were to take a look at my life and realize how hard some parts of mortality can be and given the choice, you can either walk this road of life by yourself with your own wits and your own strengths and your own knowledge and based off of your own experiences as you gather them. Or you can walk them together with the the creator and redeemer of the world. And it feels like that invitation is far too kind for him to offer. It cost him far too much for someone like me. But he says, like he said to Jacob in the scriptures that she quoted, like he said to Enoch, walk this life with me. Let's walk it hand in hand. Let me be your personal teacher, your tutor. Let me... Guide your steps. Let me, this paragraph, number 16, if you've printed this thing out, <laughs> the one right after she asked those questions, it was Emily's answer to the questions Why should I walk a covenant path? And it was her way of answering, This is why I choose to live and make life decisions, or whatever you would say. This is why I choose to live a, a covenant life. And it's really cool, but I just want to ask you how you would answer it.
1: Why would I live a covenant path life? I just love God. I love God and His Son, and I want to be connected to them as much as I possibly can. And because His goodness and grace, I just love Him. I just want to stay close to Him.
0: That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And what a thrill at the end where she says, thankfully, we, we get to walk this path all together, calling out encouragement along the way that. Jesus, by the character and the heart that he has, compels us to want to walk with him Yeah, and then gives us the gift of being able to do that with other really cool people right. along the way.
1: One time in, on my mission in Las Vegas, I was riding my bike and with my companion, obviously, and we saw someone and we went over to go talk to them. And I quickly realized he only spoke Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. And then I also realized that he was blind. He couldn't see. He reached into his pocket and he pulled out a piece of paper. He pointed to a place he needed to get to, and I didn't know how to communicate with him. And so I went and found this person who could communicate with him, who could speak Spanish. There was this woman who was just right there on the side of the road. I said, can you help him find these directions? So she kind of pushed him in the right direction, said, kind of go that way. He started walking, and I started riding away with my companion. And I can still see it in my mind all of these years later. I look back, and uh, he's got to walk down some pretty busy streets in Las Vegas my conscience gets to me. So I turn back. I don't know how to talk to him. I don't know how to communicate with him directly. And so I just, we just ride our bikes next to him. And I just keep saying, this way, this way. Mm. And the Lord taught me something really profound that day. That meant he didn't get ahead of us. He didn't fall behind. He couldn't see us. Uh, he just trusted the voice. And eventually uh, he got where he needed to go. Mm. I am absolutely sure that Throughout our lives, God will walk with us. And He'll say, This way, this way. In subtle and small ways, He'll bring us home and bring us back to exactly where we belong.
0: All right. Amen. We'll see you next week.